Blog Talk Radio.
um, with some references to to the previous week's show, and yes, I was told to go listen. I was told to go listen to it, and I come to find out that I was absolutely persecuted. I was destroyed. I was taken advantage of in my absence on my birthday. It's absolutely just, just brutalized. And um, it was while 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 it was funny, it was just you guys are absurd. I hate all of you. <laughs> and it was off. That's, it was that's tra- like, that's it was, like it was, a burnt steak, but it's a job well done. That, you know what? That was, that, that was, it, it was all Train's idea. I, I didn't want to. You know, Train was like, "Yo, get him! He, he get him!" You know. So yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, it was a collective trip stop. So. Well, you know what Train said was, "Look, he's not here. We're gonna, as a team, we're gonna play down to K Star's level on this episode of the Matt Boys." That's, that's what he said. That's what he said. That's exactly what he said to me. That's what he said. I was there. Hey, I was there when he said it. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what though? Oh man. Well, there's not a lot of people that can say not only did I win a Madden challenge, but I'm also the Tiddlywinks Grand Champion. I mean, ain't a lot of people out there that can say that. Can start. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> but really, really, it, it, you know, it was all in fun. But at the same time, you know, I was like, "What the hell are you doing on Tuesday night?" You know, what I'm saying it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, hey, I went out, went out to a bar with some friends. I mean, Jesus, you know, I'm not dead. I'm not yeah, dead. The Steelers were at that time. The, two, the Steelers were dead at that time. <laughs> yeah, we revived ourselves. Yeah, and you know what? We came Tuesday back with that potion. We came back with that elixir. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Say happy Halloween to everybody out there in the Madden Voice land. I uh, hope uh, whatever you did, whether it was tonight, whether it was over the weekend, uh, or, or hey, who knows, maybe it's this coming weekend. Whatever it is you did, I hope you had a good time dressed up as something um, enjoyable. And, um, you know, I went over tonight and saw our mother, Mr. JB, and hung out over there. And she had a grand, she had a grand total of maybe 10 kids. Um, <laughs> um, so one one kid for each bag of candy she bought because she had candy everywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, you know, who are you feeding? The neighborhood and my neighborhood and Jason's neighborhood? You're a lot of candy. But, um, but it was all good. But anyway, let's get on. Let's get on. You should have said to my Dilly Dilly. Dilly Dilly! Yeah, man. Hey, ain't that about the funniest commercial right now, though? I'm sorry. That commercial yeah, just kills me. I've got this spine that's just remarkable. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so um, you know, let's let. There's so much going on. I don't even know where to begin. Um, but I guess we'll begin at the beginning. Uh, I, I'm I'm not happy right now. I'm I'm really really not. Happy. It 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 is not enough that we are on as a cowboy team. Our last gasp. As Zeke playing the rest of the season. We're on the last. They filed an appeal tonight, in case anyone didn't um, know. They filed another one, and it's pretty much it. Um, and in the middle of all of this with Zeke, and now the Cowboys starting to look like the team from last year, starting to put it together a little bit, starting to look, you know, running games, starting even the defense, getting a little heat, you know, starting to look pretty good. Starting to look pretty good. Um, Jay Ajayi, Ajayi? Goes to Philly? Mm-hmm. 
Man, I I I I I ain't happy right now. I, I I'm not happy right now. I'm I'm just not happy. But I do want to address one thing before we get into all that. I do. We didn't do a show last week, but there was something I want to address, and it, I, I'm and and I have to get this off my chest, and then we'll jump into some stuff. But, but my Dallas Cowboys beat the San Francisco 49ers, and 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 you know mud stomped them. Okay. And here's my problem with the sports an- analysis based on who we watch on TV today. And I want someone to call them out and no one and people let them get away with it. And and the only person I heard agree with me was the guy that does the DallasCowboys.com radio show. He said the exact same thing that I'm about to say. And I said, Thank you, Mickey. Mickey Spagnola, you are the man. Um the whole week Everybody said, even though they're 0-6, they've lost the last five games by only 13 points, and they're home, and their defense isn't bad. You know, Dallas better be careful. You know, they're a better team than their record, and, you know, you better be careful. And the Cowboys haven't looked like the Cowboys of old, you know, so, uh, you know, let's just see what happens. The Cowboys go in and mud stomp them, okay? Beat them like they daddy. Beat them so bad that they don't even recognize the name of their own team. Whooped up on them. And then I hear, well, they're all in six. What would you expect? That they did what they were supposed to do. It's, you know, they're a terrible team, and that's exactly what you do to a terrible team. Make up your mind. Either they were a terrible team, or they were a team that lost a total of 13 points five years game, and they're better than their record. They can't be both. They can't be both. And I am, I, am, I am at the end of my patience when I'm watching all of this coverage and people can contradict and say one thing one day and come back and say something completely different the next day, and nobody calls them out. Well, we're going to start calling them out on the Madden voice. The only other thing I wanted to talk about from last week was um, <clears throat> Cam. Um, I'll say it. And I'll keep saying it because he keeps making me right. He will never be elite till he changes his attitude. And if y'all recall, another another one of those press conferences, and he just walks off the podium. He will never be elite till he changes his attitude. I have been saying it from day one. It is not okay. I'm sorry. You are a you are a leader of that franchise. You are you could be the face of the NFL or a face of the NFL. Lord knows you've got the looks, you've got the talent, you know, um, you've got everything, and you're gonna act like a spoiled little brat when you guys lose. But you can dip and dab and smile and you know when you guys win. Nah, bruh. And there's plenty of role models out there that can teach you. I mean, Dak Prescott's been in the league for a little over a year. Carson Wentz has been in the league for a little over a year. Deshaun Watson is in his first year. These guys are young. They stand up there. The guy Kaiser stands up there. All of these young quarterbacks stand up there week in and week out. All these one- and two-year quarterbacks, some are phenoms, some you know, they need a little time, but they're coming. And they all stand up there, and they take the heat. They don't make any excuses. They don't pout. They don't do any of that stuff. This guy, Mr. Heisman Trophy superstar, national champion, went to a Super Bowl, and you're going to act like that? Dude, you'll never be elite. Don't even think about joining the Four Horsemen. We know a position's going to be opening up. Don't think about it because it ain't going to happen. Change your attitude, bro. Okay, I'm done. 
I'm, I'm sorry. Did, did y'all ever want to touch on anything? I don't want to leave y'all out of anything that we didn't get to cover last week. If y'all want a minute to, 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 to turn back time for a couple minutes, I'll give you, I'll give you equal time. Okay, one at a time. Who we got? Who we got? Who we got? I go ahead. Jay, go ahead. No, no, no. I just gonna you, say. I, I was just gonna say that. See, you took the words out of my mouth about Cam. I had the nerve to hear somebody say on the radio that they appreciate the fact that he's being real, and I had to stop and think to myself, "Are you kidding me? Are you are you serious?" And and I feel stupid because remember in the opening of of the season, I had when we had that discussion about luck versus. Uh, Cam in terms of production and thinking who was going to be have a better season. I had picked Cam because I thought he was going to be a little healthier, not to mention I thought he had gotten past all of that, that quote-unquote selfishness, and he's still doing the same stuff. So I'm sitting here with Ed on my face because I thought he had learned from last year's antics and last year's disappointment that he would come out and be a more mature person. Same Cam in terms of what we see on the field, but at least more mature in how he handles himself in front of the press. And I haven't seen it, and that's disappointing. So yes, um, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're, you're obviously still in that same position, and I'm just disappointed that he hasn't changed myself. Okay, well said, Doctor Train. Your turn. And a whole lot of whole lot I'm gonna add about Cam Newton, other than the fact that um, from a um, represent from a representation of uh, black men, yeah, you're doing a horrible job. And I don't know whether you really, whether he whether he realizes it or not, but uh, I'm sorry, you are in the spotlight. So yes, you are seen as a role model by some of our young uh, black men. And um, yeah, this is not showing them. Thanks, thanks for not doing that. Not, you're not doing. I gotta it interject. Face. It's not it's uh, not just black men either. There's a lot of kids that love Kim Newton all over. The people have kids right. in Jersey. And you, people, and, were, people were dabbing. So it's it's. You're right. A lot of people down. You're right, K-Star. I, I, you, you, are, you are definitely right. I'm just hitting more closer to home, if, 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 okay. if you don't mind. You are, you are, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are not incorrect in what you said. I totally, I totally support what you said. It's just a little closer to home because we already have enough negative images. We don't need more. Okay? Not yeah, and, 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 and let me just – I was making sure. Let me, I was like, wait, there's a whole lot of people that are like – No, no, no. But let me – let me, you, let me you, you're let absolutely me, right. I was making sure. Okay, okay, okay. No, let me, but let me, let me say one thing. You're both right, and, and here's where – and, and again, let me be clear. You're both right. Train's right, and case you're absolutely right. But here's what happens. And he's dabbing, and he's celebrating, and everything is great. He's everybody's quarterback. When he's acting like yeah. a brat, he that, he that nigga. Okay, and I said it. Okay, <laughs> and I said it. Okay, and I think that's where train and that, <laughs> and that's where train's going. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. He's a he's a role model for all athletes. So you're not wrong. But I'm saying, as a black man, that's where we go because we know when he acts up and that's acts it. a fool, that's that's what they're saying. Many people are saying that's all. So go ahead, train. I I just want to yeah. clarify that. Yeah, and and I also like to add, you know, I don't know, I I know we had an exchange through text messages, but I'm really trying to understand this uh, play down to competition thing. It's um it's, it's a struggle. I think I'm gonna struggle with this for the rest of the year. Uh, you know, barring that, you know, it's the 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 the, the Panthers came in as a huge favorite, you know, into the Windy City, expected to 
win, and then, you know, a defense showed up. Oh, my God. Uh, a defense showed up and uh, showed them different uh, kudos to uh, fourth-round pick Eddie Jackson for showing some of that Alabama talent for what we drafted him for. So uh, maybe K-Star can clear this up sometime next year because it's still, still going to be hated for the rest of the year. But uh, uh, go back. Okay. Um, all right. So if if um, if we're good, then we'll 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 jump forward to um, this week's football business, and um, you know I, I guess I guess we'll start with um, uh, okay. Well, I got another bone to pick, but I'm curious everybody's everybody's take now. Um, everybody unanimously picked the Eagles, and I, you know I, you know I can do the par rankings anytime, but um, well I'll do the par rankings. This is not a big. Deal. I'll do the par rankings because that'll lead neatly into what I want to talk about. So the um, and, and our par rankings. This was one of our closest weeks. We had a couple teams flip flop here and there, but we pretty much um, other than at five, um, we had a tie between the Vikings and the Seahawks. Um, but our top four teams are pretty much the same, uh, just a little bit different order. So based on majority ruling, um, at five was a, was a tie between the Vikings and the Seahawks. At four was the Kansas City Chiefs. At three were the New England Patriots. At two were the Pittsburgh Steelers. And number one was the Philadelphia Eagles. And, and, and I do want to say, and I have to, I have to say this, I really appreciate ESPN um, a week ago when Dallas was 3-3 three and three after they mollywopped the Eagles, putting Dallas at number five. Um, it felt good to see them at number five on the ESPN power rankings, but it, they're not, they were not – they didn't deserve that. I don't know where the hell that came from, and I can't sit here as a football fan with my football integrity and co-sign a number five ranking. And they won a, a, a game that I think counted a hell of a lot more than the 49er game, a road division game – um, they won. They went to four and three, and they dropped two spots in the ESPN ranking to seven. And see, that's the problem when you put somebody high. When you when you put all right, got a little background there, gentlemen. When when you put somebody too high one week, and then um, all right, hold on. I think I know who this is. Okay, there you go. I knew who that was. When you put somebody too high one week. And then they win, but you can't you can't justify it the second week. Then you got to drop them two spots, but they won, and they won over a tougher opponent than the week before. They should have never been number five. I love my team, and it was nice to see them. It was awesome. What five? Hell yeah! But then I'm like, hey, they weren't. They didn't deserve to be number five. Okay, I'm sorry. They just they didn't. Okay, I just had to put that out there. And I don't even believe they deserve to be number seven this week. Be honest. I I would maybe eat them into the top ten only based on the upward swing of how they're playing, and we know how dominant they can be. But uh, even that is shaky. But anyway, um, so that's our, that's our top five. Eagles number one, that was unanimous. And then there was a toss-up between the Steelers and the Pats at number two. And, you know, and so, but Eagles number one. So I heard this um, for about 24 hours. I've heard for the most part – that the NFC East is over. I heard Donovan, Donovan McNabb, who we all know played uh, most of his career with Philly. I think he played like a year or two in Washington, but he played most of his career. Went to five NFC championships with Andy Reid and Philly. Um, was a pretty good quarterback. I don't like him because he's 
an eagle, but he was a pretty good quarterback. Um, and he said the race is over. He said the Philadelphia Eagles have already won the division. Um, Dynasty from the Madden world, K-Star will know well, a.k.a. Len Green, has said and posted, congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles uh, NFC East champions. Now, and I posted on his wall, um, and that's why they play the games, quote Chris Berman. Um, can, I don't care who takes this, but can someone explain to me with half the season left to go and anything possible, why are we crowning division champions now? Am I, am I crazy to say that this season is far from over and there's no one, not even the Eagles, and they look good, but not even the Eagles have locked up a division at halfway through the season? Am I wrong here? Or who wants to – Who wants to? am I wrong? I don't care who – y'all going to all have some of this one. I think we all going to have some of that, to be honest with you, because I don't know. Last I checked, we still got, what, another eight, nine weeks left to play? Last I checked, Cowboys only two and a half games out. Last I checked, they still got, what, two head-to-head meetings. Last I checked, all it takes is one injury to knock you clean off your horse. So uh, why anybody would crown anybody at this point is beyond me. Perfect example, you look at the AFC East, everybody thought Patriots had it nailed down before the season started. They only half game up. So all this gibbered and jabbering about tying up a division, they can go to hell with that. Okay. So it's funny. It's funny, Jay, that you mentioned injuries because that's exactly what we just saw Monday night. I believe it was Monday night when the Eagles and Redskins played. We saw Jason Peters, an elite left tackle for them and and their team leader, go down for the remainder of the season, um, which, in my opinion, changes the dynamic and dimension of that team quite a bit. Maybe it's, it it could also be a part of the reason why they made that trade for a, a Jai because they can't sit there and sling it 24-7 without a, uh, that left tackle there in Jason Peters. So, yeah, I mean, it's way too early. You have significant injuries that can occur and have occurred throughout the uh, first eight weeks of the season, and it already happened literally on uh, Monday night in Philly's last – or, yeah, uh, last Monday night in Philly's uh, game against the Redskins. So, like, let, let's let's see. For instance, Philly this weekend plays the Denver Broncos. It will be the first time we actually get to see – how Philadelphia's off at the line plays against a respectable pass rush minus Jason Peters. So it's way too early. You know, that, that that's just one week uh, of it where an injury occurred. It, again, there's so many different things can happen. Teams are going to get better. Some teams are going to get worse. Some teams are going to be, become more decimated by injury. Some will remain healthy. It's way too early. Uh, Welcome absolutely. back, K-Star. Yeah, I'm so glad to hear K-Star with some serious knowledge. Welcome back, man. That birthday did you good. Must have really knocked it out with two <laughs> wings and a drink. Oh, man. He's probably playing beer pong. Anyway, go ahead. A train, did you want any of this? <laughs> gladly. I will, I will gladly step, step in. It is a little ridiculous uh, considering what has happened in the first eight weeks of this league. Like, any prediction, every prediction that people have made probably from the beginning of the season has probably been shattered at this point. And to start to make any at this point, you got another, what, nine weeks? Not just eight weeks, nine weeks. And some people still have nine games remaining. You, yeah. It, it, including it including the Cowboys. But, of course, yeah. And, but some people love to, they love to hear themselves talk, you know, but that's okay. Um, the Eagles look good. 
but you have to sustain it. And here's the, here's the, here's the crazy part about it. You don't. You not only have to sustain it for the remainder of the season, you have to sustain it through the playoffs. It's a one. It's one hurdle just to get to the playoffs. Man, it's another hurdle when you get to the playoffs and all of a sudden you facing uh, a six seed Steelers team that knows this route. They don't been here before. They don't been six seed before. They know how to whoop your ass in your house. And eat your sandwich. Drink your beer while you, while you listen. I'm just saying. It's, it's that still your, still, so, still your game of Tiddlywinks. Still <laughs> <laughs> your game of Tiddlywinks. Yeah. Bro, on Taco Tuesday. On Taco Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> but you get my, my point. God. It's just, it's, it's, it's way too early. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, as I look, I'm looking at the standings now. Okay, in the NFC East, it's two and a half games because the Cowboys are down a game. All right, so it's two games in the loss column. Well, that there there are if you look around, uh, Steelers are up on the Ravens two games in the loss column. Now they happen to be two games in the win column too because they both played eight games, but two games. Um, the Chiefs and the Broncos two games in the and loss column. Okay, so well they got one more to play so. But they did beat them, yep. so that that will matter um, unless the Ravens come back and win. But good, you know, absolutely. But you know, uh, my, my point is, there's no the biggest lead is two games. There's nobody running away with it just yet. We're only halfway through the season, you know. And it's just it's it annoys me. It's you know, here's what it is, gentlemen. It's it's almost like the people. Okay, when I watch ESPN or Fox or whatever, and they talk about cover two and attack the seam and all of that fancy football jargon, one technique, three technique. Some of that I get, a lot of it I don't because I didn't play on that level. So I get it. Sometimes I think they talk over our heads on purpose. But, okay, I get it. But when you start talking about matchups and you start talking about things like records and the, the chance to win the divisions, why do they think we're stupid and why is everyone so quick to crown someone it's like they're looking for, you know, this team out there, you know, from like the second week of the season. What do you think their chances are of going to the Super Bowl? Who the hell knows? We got the whole season ahead of us. You know, and now the big question is, you know, what are the Cowboys going to do without Zeke? Well, guess what? They're not going to forfeit the next nine games or the next six if, if Zeke doesn't win. They're going to put Morris and McFadden back there, and these are two guys that have had 1,000-yard seasons in this league without the same off. Well, McFadden did have it with this offensive line two years ago, but I'm saying these guys have had success in this league. They're going to still go out there and play. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why they're so quick to make definitive this is what's going to happen statements. You know, we have a host on this show, Mr. K-Star, who used to be that very way, and he's really worked hard to not be so definitive. He's really worked hard to come back from his proclamations. I mean, he still does it on Facebook, but I don't really care about that. But on the show, he doesn't do it. And I appreciate the fact that he's a little more thoughtful. Jay just called him out for being a little more thoughtful. That's what these professionals who are making a lot of money should be. Slow down for a minute. There's no way. If you want our credibility... There's no one that should be saying that the Eagles have won the division halfway through the season, knowing that 
this is the Cowboys won the division last year, knowing that these are division rivals and anything can happen. Come on, man. Stop, stop. That should be what's on. Come on, man. Stop it. Just stop the, stop the stupidity. All right. You know what, though? Another thing, too, that, that we haven't touched upon is need to tip our hats again to the schedulers because, as you all know, they always have the divisional games slated more towards the, half of the, the second half of the season. So throw that little bit of, of icing on the proverbial cake, if you will, to further enhance the fact that no division is, is out of reach at this point because you just don't know how it's going to match up the last uh, week or last two weeks of the season. So that's another reason why they need to kill all that noise. Unless you're the Giants. But I hear what you're saying, Jay. Um, <laughs> um, and, and I agree with you, except the Redskins may have an issue because they've already played the Eagles twice, and they're 0-3 in the division. So the Redskins might be like, "What? The, how, the hell did you, how the hell did you do that? But I, I, I hear what you're saying. You're absolutely right. The, the bulk of the division games are played down the stretch, and they certainly make it much – the football is more competitive and people have something to play for. So you're absolutely right. The overall scheduling over the last several years has certainly improved. And it just becomes annoying to me when they want to just sign, seal, and, and, and hand the game over to, um, you know, a certain team. And, and, you know, people's Super Bowl predictions and division winners and all that change from week to week. It's, it's really um, – I don't know. It's really, it's really something. Um, hey, T. T, it's, it's the Denny sir. Green syndrome, bro. It's the Denny Green syndrome. You want to crown him? Crown It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a hint, ain't it? That's a hint, ain't it? Hold on. Can I even find it? Because I'm trying to – I've been trying to upload a song that I want to play tonight. And, man, I have been having nothing but trouble um, – I've been having, okay, there we go. How about if you click the button that says upload, T, it might actually upload. How about that? This is how this, is how this works. Um, we just, uh, the Bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bullshit? Bullshit. We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. <laughs> Look, bro, that, that, that statement has become more magical every time I hear This is like, yeah, bro. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. That guy's really good. Yeah. That guy's <laughs> Um. Okay, um, so let's talk quarterbacks because I think we are really – I'm so impressed with the young quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, and then we've got a nice combination of young Lions with experienced veterans. And um, it's pretty amazing that I, 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 I hear the pundits talk about quarterbacks and they literally, except except for using the term four horsemen, are literally saying what we've been saying. Yet before we started saying it, I didn't hear them saying this. Um, but, you know, you talk about Brady, Breeze, Rodgers, and Ben as, you know, kind of the elites of the elite. And then, you know, then you start looking at the best of the rest. And I'm curious, 
where you guys stand with the best of the rest. I don't. We don't need to rank the top four. I mean, it's kind of a moot point. Everyone's going to have a different opinion. We know K-Star's going to say Ben. We know someone's going to say Brady. I may say Breeze, particularly this year, because he's looking like the Breeze of old. Um, you know, Rodgers is out, so I don't think anyone's going to say Rodgers now because he's hurt. But um, you can make a case for all three of these guys. They're just, they're just that damn good. But let's just look at it like Rodgers is out. And if we wanted to temporarily restack the four horsemen and we say Rodgers is now on injured reserve, which he's not, but let's just say he was, and he's not playing, and so we need to keep our four horsemen legit. So who do we temporarily – we're going to give it back to Aaron Rodgers, okay? He doesn't lose it because he was injured, but he's going to temporarily sit down. So who do we give that fourth horseman to this year? And I'm going to start with Dr. Train. Who would you give that fourth horseman award to in the NFL right now? Wow, so let me see. Uh, Brady uh is the the uh the uh, uh, uh okay. Yeah, that's that that's uh you know gosh, T why have to be first? Good question. Uh, I like to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> I like to cheat and hear everybody else answer like, yeah, yeah, that's a good answer right there. I'll go with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why do you think I always go last? Why do you think I always go last? Don't be putting my don't be, don't be throwing me under the bus, motherfucker. That's why I go last. Hey, <laughs> hey I'm, I'm, I'm done turning turning in my test first. I done did I did that off too. I'm off just last. <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't know um. Let me, I'll say three people immediately come to mind. Um, um, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, and um, and Deshaun Watson mm. immediately, immediately come come to mind. Um, and let me just I, say this: I, I, I like. I, I, hey, Train. Huh? Before you, before you get it, let me just say this. In all honesty, mm-hmm. if anyone were to pick one of the anyone to pick other than one of those three, I would I would really question them. So you're right. I believe one hundred. You're one hundred percent correct. Go ahead. Okay. Now the other person that comes to mind, um, but I, I I expect him to take a, a a more leap this year that would have that would have definitely separated that would have definitely been that other gap between the the Breeze and the Rodgers and the guy in the three I call and that's Derek Carr. And I did, and I haven't seen it. I, I thought it would be it would be there because we already know, you know, the, the Raiders don't have all the pieces that they need. But the one guy that was supposed to be the staple to keep keep that team in games, keep them going, and not have them to be at what three and five now. I mean, they're pretty much tied with Chicago. If you're tied with Chicago, that's the question: What you've done with your team? We got a good defense. We got. I don't know what their their excuse is, but um, to choose one of those three, I think I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, I still have to go with Prescott. If I if I wish to throw someone someone in there, Carson Wentz is very close. Deshaun Watson is becoming very exciting to watch, and you talked about Cam Newton possibly being a face of the NFL. Honestly, I think Deshaun Watson is definitely up to grab that if he keeps his career going. He reminds me of uh and of you know like the, the the most dangerous combination of Michael Vick that you can 
actually get when Michael Vick came back from uh, having dogs kill themselves and started playing with the Eagles and was had to, you know was able to throw the ball and at the same time maybe read a little defense and run and I mean it's a very dangerous combination with throwing to DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller. I mean, dude is he keeps the Texans in games even though their defense is not holding up their end. And and that's and that's big because that's the difference between the Texans of last year and the Texans of this year. But I keep it, I keep it with Prescott because it was literally night and day what the Cowboys looked like when Tony Romo went down, <laughs> and what and what they looked like when they had you know the backups in. And here Pres here Prescott comes in and is like, oh wow, hey this team is uh winning football games and they're you know, and it is not the quarterback's fault, and actually he's helping. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I, I still, I still give it, I still give it to Prescott by a little bit of edge over over Carson Wentz at the time. Okay, um, K Star, who would be your replacement for temporary replacement for Aaron Rodgers currently? Hmm. Well, is the criteria only this season, this season's play, or is it even with a couple of years' experience? Um, I think we're going to go with this season because last season Aaron Rodgers played, so we wouldn't be asking this question. All right. Well, I want to bring another guy in the picture because while I agree that Wentz, Dak, and Carson are certainly the up-and-coming bread and butter of the NFL, there's a guy that actually just, just – I don't know if you guys saw it, this great duel this past Sunday, but defeat and out-duel uh, uh, Mr. Deshaun Watson. His name is Russell Wilson, you know, a, a Super Bowl winner himself, gone to two, um, and playing behind one of the worst offensive lines in football, which is why they actually just traded for uh, Dwayne Brown from the Texans, a Pro Bowl left tackle, taking that from uh, uh, Deshaun Watson. Now, Russell Wilson this season, I mean, he's averaging 287 yards a game, 100 quarterback rating, uh, 15, to four, 15 touchdowns, four interceptions, and he's obviously a dynamic playmaker. Again, we just saw his come from behind win against Houston this past Sunday. So I don't know if, you know, maybe we forget about Russell Wilson sometimes because he's a little quiet or we think of the Seahawks as a great defensive team, um, for which they are. But at the same time, Russell Wilson's having a tremendous season. He is an absolute leader. Um, he's not exactly old. He's 29, so he's definitely still in the prime of his career. Um, and he's a guy that needs to be considered. Okay, but you got to pick one. I'm picking him. I'm picking him just because based off his experience, his playoff experience as well. I mean, I know we're talking about this season, but that's, you know, something that, uh, you know, if anything, it's, it helped him this past Sunday as well. I mean, he had uh, – we saw Deshaun Watson throw a crucial pick six against the Texans, which really, you know, was a 14-point swing if you think about how that game went. Um, I'm still going to go with Russell Wilson because I trust him more with the football. You know, and, and, and here's what frustrates me. So you ask me – what the criteria was, and then you make your decision based on your own criteria. So what'd you ask me for? You don't ask me that. You said, are we talking about just this season? I said, yeah. Well, you know, he's got playoff experience, so I'm going to go with Russell, Russell, Russell Wilson. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. JB, well, help me out season. here. He's having a great season. Well, okay, but you also said because he's got playoff experience. She ain't got nothing to do with this season. All right, JB, yeah. who you got? Um, you know what? It, it, it's crazy as it sounds for similar but not completely the same reasons. 
I'm also saying Russell Wilson, too. He's having a very good year with a shot offensive line. And the Seahawks are finally trying to get back to playing Seahawks football. Winners of what, four straight now. They're 5-2, and two, leading their division. And he always seems to have some type of magic trick up his sleeve to pull him out of games, and, and not just this last game, but just throughout the course of the season. Uh, Jack, Carson, Deshaun, fantastic. They they all have been fantastic. I mean, talk about with Dak, the, the two of the three losses were within uh, seven points. So we're talking about basically one possession away from being six and one. And then Carson, seven and one. Deshaun is coming in as a rookie, handling O'Brien's offense, which is not the most quarterback friendly. It's a pretty difficult offense to take in. And he seemed to do a lot of uh, – He's had a lot of success, but for the course of the overall season, for a lot of what K-Star has said and the fact that, that even the running game hasn't been what they hoped it would be, he's still able to, to – yeah, he's still able to, to get victories, especially with, with weapons that wouldn't be your household weapons. I mean, uh, it, could anybody name some of these guys that, that he's throwing to right off the top of the head? Uh, Tyler Lockett, it's not like he's been lighting up the – the, the league, ever since he came in, he's been kind of under the radar. Paul Richardson, is that a household name? I don't think so. So he's been able to do a lot with not a – he's been able to do a lot with not much uh, as far as weapons go. So I'd I have to agree with K-Star, as crazy as it sounds, but I'd say Russell Wilson also. Yeah, it's crazy. You guys are, you guys are smoking some of the same weed. Um, so I, I like QBR to help me with things like this because I think QBR is a much more thorough way to evaluate a quarterback as opposed to quarterback the NFL quarterback rating, which I don't care how many times someone explains it to me, I'll never understand 158.3. Like, where the hell did you come up with that number versus QBR, 0 to 100? Oh, yeah. Like, the scale we've grown up with our entire lives makes sense. It also takes into consideration a lot more current things because the NFL is an evolving game. It's a passing league now where the, the QBR quarterback rating, ES, uh, NFL.com quarterback rating has been the same forever and ever and ever. I don't like it. I don't use it. Um, number one, ESPN QBR is Deshaun Watson at 81.9. Number two is Dak Prescott at 74.0. And number three is Carson Wentz at 70.8. Uh, Russell Wilson sits down right around where Aaron Rodgers is at number nine. Um, and, and that certainly impacts my thinking of Russell Wilson's overall play. Um, but I'm going to tell you why I'm going to do the homer pick for Deshaun Watson. I mean, I'm sorry, Dak Prescott. Um, Freudian Watson, slip. Freudian slip right there, it, it, ladies and gentlemen. No, I was reading it. It wasn't Freudian. It wasn't Freudian. I was reading it. I don't make Freudian slips. Okay, Mr. Tiddlywinks, I don't. So Deshaun Watson <laughs> is, is a rookie. And as K-Star did accurately say, he still makes rookie mistakes. Um, I, I, you know, he's played seven, eight games, doing, doing great, but I got to see more. Okay, just as simple as that, I got to see more. Um, and, and no, hold on, I, I got to stop you real quick. You just went on me. You well, got me for a second about the experience. Uh, no, 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 no. You went on me about the experience, saying here you are. Doing, uh, okay. No, no, no. I said I got to see more. That's all I said. What's wrong with that? I got to see more. What, what, what is the problem with wanting to see more? I want to see more. It's a, con- it's, a, it's a little bit of a contradiction, but go ahead. How is it a contradiction? Because you're, you first said the criteria was this season, and I brought up experience, and you're saying you need I, to see I, more. I, well, how are you going to see no, more? No, no, I need, I, need I need to see more of him this season before I get on the bandwagon. I think I've been very consistent about crowning people after a few games. 
So while he's played well this season, I need to see more before I jump on the bandwagon. That's all. I don't think there's anything inconsistent about that. Um, Carson Wentz um, has had one of the best um, improvements from a rookie to a second-year quarterback that I've ever seen. Um, But I've got to go with Dak Prescott because of expectations, okay? Because there were no expectations of Deshaun Watson. Matter of fact, he wasn't even starting quarterback at the beginning of the season. Okay, Um, there were no expectations of Carson Wentz. When I say no, I mean he didn't have a great rookie season, so the jury was out. Let's see how he does his sophomore year. But there were all types of expectations placed on Dak Prescott this second year. And many people said, get ready for the sophomore slump. There's distractions. There's teams. There's players suspended. Zeke's uncertain. Oh, my God, what's going to happen? And while the team is sitting at just better than 500 at 4-3, it ain't Dak. Four games in a row with 30-plus points, second in the league in quarterback rating. He has played uh, phenomenal. He has played extremely well in the middle of all of this turmoil in Dallas and with all the pressure of expectations as only the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys will get. Sorry, but it is one of the most scrutinized positions in all of sports, in all of sports. And he has handled it remarkably well this year. Even I was a bit concerned, like, damn, you know, what's going to happen? And guess what? No drop-off, nothing. So, for that reason, I've got to go with Dak Prescott. He would be the guy that I would put in there right now as my fourth horseman. I think he's just playing at that level. And I think, again, the expectations that were set upon him were higher than Watson, who wasn't even a starter at the beginning of the year, were higher than uh, Wentz because he didn't have a great year last year. And, I mean, Russell Wilson's a veteran. I don't, you know, with that defense, I don't know how much we put on him as far as expectations go. And he's had a good season. I'm not knocking what he's done. I'm pleased that I can count one, two, um, three of the top ten quarterbacks as black. And the top two QBR are black. I mean, years ago, um, Rush Limbaugh said that the black quarterback ain't smart enough to do that. He ain't smart enough. Well, Guess he was wrong. <laughs> so that would be my pick, and I'm sticking to it. All right. Oh, that's a Cowboys, the um, Cowboys pick right there. Yeah, but to like be fair, you never. A, to be fair, to be fair, it was, it was admittedly so because you said that's the expectation of being the Cowboys quarterback that was the driving force. Well, that was a, a big variable no, behind that, that, it. That he met, he has met, and even maybe exceeded expectations based on the fact that he had such an incredible first season, and everybody came and said, "Watch the sophomore slump," and combine that with being on the most visible NFL, fuck the NFL, probably the most visible sports franchise, definitely in this country, and hasn't folded, hasn't bent, and has played as well as last year. Maybe, maybe even a little bit better. So, yeah, it's a homer pick, but with justification, unlike this other guy I know who does homer picks because, well, he can. Okay, anyway, um, let's move right along here. Hold on, pulling up the agenda. All right, speaking of homer, let's go to to K-Star and his Steelers now. Let's go to K-Star. So, K-Star, what happened? 
Um, your Steelers, two weeks ago, when your birthday was here, were in an uproar, okay? Everything was going on, and now they're looking good. They're 6-2. and two. What's going on? Help us understand um, how they were able to get to 6-2. and two. But more importantly, is Martavius Bryant going to be on this team? Because he don't seem too happy. And um, with Juju, 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 the hell kind of name is that for a nigga? Juju playing as well as Whoa. he did. Could there, could there, could there be? Uh, you know, I can I can say it. I, I can I I can say it because I'm in the club. Anyway, is it possible? I mean, talk to us about the old Juju, Martavius Bryant thing, Ben, uh, Antonio. Talk talk to us about the Steelers. All right, um, let's start around my birthday. Let's let's. Let's work our way back into the present. Um, so the Steelers lost to the Jaguars, the number one pass defense in the NFL. Why did they lose? How did that, you know, five interception game happen? Well, the problem was the Steelers, when they were up 13 to 12 in the third quarter, they decided to still remain pass happy against a team that, again, their strength is pass defense and uh, their weaknesses in the run defense. So, you know, when you look at the tape, the Steelers are like, hey, we have probably the best running back in the league and have had him for quite a while. Let's give him the ball. So we went to Kansas City, fed Le'Veon Bell, did the same thing at home against Cincinnati. And what the Steelers changed really was just the balance between run versus pass. Um, the, the Jaguars game was more of an anomaly in terms of the play calling. They've really been more run heavy this year rather than pass heavy. Uh, that game got away from them in the sense of I don't know I, I don't know really what happened but long story short the Steelers um, basically went back to the old Steelers mentality of feeding feeding the running back feeding the running game especially featuring their premier players between AB and Le'Veon and then playing incredible defense the Steelers are number two defense in the NFL and from the drama standpoint Martavis he's going to stay in Pittsburgh he's been told he will not be traded, and he wasn't traded. And you have Juju Smith-Schuster tearing it up in you know Martavis' absence, pretty much Wally pipping him this last Sunday night. Once that 200 yards receiving and a touchdown. Uh, you keep going. I was, I'm get. That's a little. That's a little. Hey, it's Halloween, man. I'm, I'm giving you a little background music. <laughs> <laughs> a little Halloween. Yeah, so, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could yeah, turn yeah, it up yeah. if you want. If you want, nah, I can turn it nah. up. You know? Huh. Nah. Huh. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> hey, I man, know you were dancing. You know, um, are you yeah, dancing yeah. while you? Are you dancing? Or are you? Never mind. You can't dance. Good. We're listening. Oh, Jesus. Anyway. So, you know, the Steelers, they, they uh, are just playing basic football and they're feature, featuring their best players and they are utilizing their personnel as best possible and not making bowhead stupid coaching play calling decisions. Do you think it was wise for Tomlin to uh, uh, send your boy to the practice squad like he did for a week? Yeah, because Martavis has a lot of maturity issues. The way he handled, you know, the, wait, wait, wait. the practice squad? Yeah, I, I just want to be clear. And you, you think that's okay? Yeah. He, if he's going to embarrass the team, 
if he's going to embarrass the team for what he did, he, he, he literally called out a teammate on Instagram trying to put down Juju Smith, Juster, to build himself up. Well, if you're going to embarrass him, then you're going to be embarrassed yourself, and you're going to sit out this game, and that was the right move. You know, I mean, but you're going to keep him on. You're going to keep him on the team. Yeah, absolutely, because he's still a, he's still a deep threat. He's still someone that's going to help the Steelers down the stretch. Mm. Mm. Okay. I, for the record, I th- I just I, I I love Mike Tomlin, but I I don't I don't. You don't think, like that? No, I didn't like that at all because you know you're dealing with egos here. I mean, this is this is your job. You get paid a lot of money as head coach. He's probably making five six million dollars a year as a head coach to manage egos. Okay, and if you don't if you don't want him, then cut him. Okay, then cut him. But if you're trying to keep him on a team, two wrongs don't make a right. So yes, he he was out of line in what he said. So now you do something to to beat him down. Like how is that how is that helping anything? And you know what I mean. Like how is that? This is these are young men that are playing this game. So how are you how are you helping him by pretty much doing what he did? So you, since you embarrassed um, the franchise, now we're going to embarrass you. Really? Come on, we're not, we're not, this ain't eighth grade, man. You know, t- sit him down. Hey, you want to bench him? You want to whatever, find him? You want all of that? Hey, all that's fair game. But practice squad is for scrubs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you put them on your practice squad because they can't make the 53. You don't put them on your practice squad to send them a message. You put them because they're not good. He's definitely good enough to be on your 53. Okay, so putting them there ain't teaching them nothing because he know, okay, yeah, this ain't going to last. You know, all right, fine. I'll sit here for a week, whatever. You know, he's still paying me the same amount, which practice squad players make a hell of a lot less, but he's under contract. So it's just, I don't think that's the way to get the message to him. I mean, let's put it to you this way. You got a superstar on your team who a year ago was in the locker room on Facebook Live while the coach was talking. What was his punishment? Oh, oh, that's right. He's a superstar. So even though he did something completely wrong, had a temper tantrum on the sideline where he's knocking over uh, Gatorade uh, containers and all that, but he's a superstar, right? So we're not going to embarrass him, even though he's embarrassing himself and the team. We're not going to do any of that to him because this guy's catching 18 balls a game. But this other guy who actually does have some talent, we're going to send him a message. Come on, man. Come on, I'm well, not saying you got to treat everybody the same, but I am saying, come on, man. Think about a little respect, teaching the guy respect by showing him some respect. That, and, and while that's fair, the Steelers offered him that respect by keeping him around, supporting him through his year-long suspension from the league, which we need to remind, uh, keep in mind is what happened last season. And for him to come back this season and complain consecutive weeks in a row through the media and not apparently through the coaching staff, but through the media – uh, saying I need to be more involved in the offense, you know it, it, it's wrong. And he hurt the team all last season. This, this team, this is this, no, not every season. Not Antonio Brown isn't getting suspended for a whole season's worth, you know, for a week. You know, you don't see yeah, those so, professional assets. The, the yeah. best of the best do, do those types of things. Hey, so the only reason they kept him around was because they were just being fair to him. It had nothing to do with the fact no, that dude's got some talent. They want to contribute. Absolutely, absolutely. That was the reason well, they kept there. We're going to hang on to this guy because he's got talent. Yeah, absolutely. But hey, after you, doing you, so, you I mean, he comes back and still say, just. I didn't say that he was right. I didn't say that he shouldn't. This shouldn't be some level of reprimand or punishment. I'm saying 
Chipping him down to the practice squad for a week was excessive, and it ain't going to send him a message because he know he ain't staying there. You're paying him too much damn money to send him to the practice squad. So you're not sending him no message. He's going to be like, okay, I'll go, here for, I'll go here for a week. I'll be back up on, on the 53 next week because y'all can't afford not to put him on the 53 with what you're paying him. I, I agree, and also because of his capability, I and mean, the Steelers keep him around because they believe he's going to help them down the stretch. But, I mean, the real punishment for me, or in my opinion for Martavis, is the fact that he literally had to watch Juju Smith-Schuster had nearly a 200-yard game, taking all of his snaps, all of them, in his absence, and he had to watch it firsthand and act like it was all good. Absolutely. And he may still. Absolutely. But that ain't got nothing to do with putting him on. That just he wasn't starting. You benched him. Hey, I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly fine with that. That's that's every coach's right. Hey, you're sitting out this week, bro. Don't even dress. <laughs> you know, put on that little put on that Steelers ball cap and grab yourself a clipboard, bro. You know? And yes, I'm sure it ate him alive to see homeboy have a huge game. I I, I can imagine that it did. And see, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes these things just work themselves out. And if I'm the coach, <laughs> if I'm Tomlin and Tomlin got them big old motherfucking eyes and big old, you know, I can, man, I can see, I can see across the street and, and, and into your own living room eyes. I mean, I would have walked by him and just looked at him with them eyes. I would just looked at him. How you doing? You doing all right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just checking on you, bro. You know what I mean? Like sometimes these things, so they do. Work so that's, a, that's a fair point. You're pretty much saying that, Hey, it should have been just left to where he is set in as inactive. And then, you know, of course, he still saw what he saw, which was Juju played so well, um, but then not basically rub his, piss, his nose in his own piss, which was putting him in the practice squad just to shame him, essentially. That- right. I don't, I, don't, I don't – that's exactly what I'm saying. I don't think – if okay. your goal – if your goal at any level is I want him on the field to be productive, I don't think that's the path. Everything else was fine, and certainly benching him was fine, and I agree with benching him, okay, because I think he was wrong in what he did. And I think the fact that it was just a plus that Juju, what kind of name is that? Juju has such a great game. And now you sit back and say, well, damn, look at this. I ain't even got to do nothing. Thank you, Juju. <laughs> I ain't got to say, I ain't got to do nothing. Um, all right. Well, thank you for the Steeler update. We appreciate it. I want to I wanna shift over to JB before I get the train. And JB, I want your thoughts on Des Bryant. Um, did you did you see the Redskins game Sunday? Before I ask you, because if you didn't see the game, then I kind of can't ask you this question. Uh, yeah, I did see it. Okay, so Dez was fairly demonstrative on the sideline, and the, and the camera did a good job of catching him. And then at one point, it, he was caught walking by and holding up the number two. Troy Troy deduced that it could be he's saying I only got two targets. Um. Um. When he was asked, he didn't do a post-game interview, but when he was asked, he said that he was letting them know the the coverage scheme that the uh, uh, Redskins were playing, okay, um, and that there's no issue. And um, so I want your thoughts on, on Dez as we hit midseason and that sideline stuff that they showed on TV. A whole lot of hype, or are we talking diva acting out again? Uh, it, it's a it's a combination of both. I'd say probably three quarters of even acting out again in a quarter hype. Uh, the, the fact that he tried to water it down afterwards. I mean, thank you for trying, but I think I think most folks, and maybe I'm in the minority, but I don't think so. But I believe most folks felt the same way as Troy. I, I can't see him going up and down the sidelines 
saying that's the coverage that they're running and have them run it for that length of time. I think it's more of the fact that he wanted the ball, wasn't getting the ball, and really wanted to get into uh, Josh Norman's draft. That's what I think, personally. Um, I'm glad that it didn't come out to be more of an issue than than what it could have been, but it seemed to me that that was more diva talk than anything else. Okay. Um, Train, did you see the Cowboy game, or were you watching Seattle and uh, Houston? I was juggling between the both of them, but I didn't see the I didn't see the whole game to make that assessment. Okay, mm-hmm. K Star, do you have an yeah. assessment? Did you see any of the game? Uh, I caught about half of it. Um, the one thing I'll say is, I mean, it was sloppy conditions. The winds were blowing very extremely uh, high, and were like what twenty miles per hour winds. So, I mean, it's not like it was an ideal spot to pass a lot anyway. They did what they should have done, which was feed Zeke. So, I mean, I don't know. We expect in that situation. So I saw the entire game. Um, proud of my Cowboys for fighting. Um, I, I'm proud of the team. I'm proud of Coach Garrett. I thought he coached a fantastic game. And my game ball goes to Mike Nugent, a guy a week ago who was at the park with his kids <laughs> um, after not being able to rejoin a team. And he comes and in bad weather makes four out of five and all the extra points. Um, and when you have Dan Bailey, who statistically is the most accurate kicker of all time, um, that's a lot to stand up to. And when you miss your first field goal and then you make the next four, hats off to you. That said, I love Des Bryant, okay? Um, I played one year a wide receiver. And um, Jason will tell you that the Floyd brothers could run, you know. We could sprint our little black behinds off, you know what I'm saying? And one of the things that was attractive about the Floyd boys in our day was our speed. No matter what sport we played, they knew that we had fast feet. Now, I remember playing basketball and Coach Givenazzo saying, Floyd, you got to get back to your position. You got the fastest feet on the team because they knew. Because we also, we ran track and we were sprinters and we were, we were pretty damn good if I, don't say, if I don't say so myself. So I played wide receiver. And I remember a game where my quarterback, Jeff Cross, um, who I actually just found on Facebook, funny enough, um, I'm wide open, wide open. And they and he totally missed me. Didn't he, he didn't not only did he miss me, he didn't even look in my direction. So I'm yelling over to to uh, the coach, the assistant coach, like, "Yo, I'm wide open." And Jeff looks and he sees and he he gets the signal like, "Yeah, let's run that play again." Floyd was wide open. So the next play, I go, I'm wide open again, but this time they got pressure on him, had to scramble, and he couldn't get me the ball. I proceeded to go through the game. Not only did I not get a catch, I didn't even get a target. Now, I wasn't an NFL player, so I'm not comparing myself. I'm saying I feel the frustration when you're doing your job and you feel like you're not getting the ball thrown to. I get it. I understand it firsthand. Maybe not on that level. not going to even try to say I get it on that level. Okay? But I understand the mentality of I'm open. I'm doing my job. Get me the damn ball. Keyshawn Johnson, give me the damn ball. I get it. Love Des Bryant. Terrell Owens is my favorite wide receiver and one of my favorite players of all time. And Lord knows he was as big of a diva as ever in the game of football. So was Randy Moss. Okay? I get it. I get it. I get it. That said, Antonio Brown, awesome diva. Temper tantrum a couple of weeks ago. I get it. That said, shut the front door. Dude, you got like the third most targets in the NFL, and you're like 15th in catches. Dude, like, 
I love you, man. I, I think you're great at what you do. I really do. But you can't be making up that. You can't do that on the sideline. You just can't. Hey, you want to at halftime? Fine. You want to go to your position coach or whatever? Because he went around to everybody. Garrett blew him off. Dak tried to talk to him, pretty much say, hey, I see you, but, you know, I got to do what I got to do. But you got to shut your mouth, Des. I mean, I, we, you know, we can't have that. We can't. It, this is, this, if you were on the Patriots, you'd be sitting on pine right now. Because Belichick didn't play that. Randy Moss played one year for that team. Helped uh, Tom Brady throw 50 touchdown passes, which at that season was a record. At the end of that season, he was gone. You want to talk about a, a quarterback that stole the no-name wide receivers? That's Tom Brady over the years. Why? Because Belichick don't want to deal with the Divas. He tried it with Moss because Moss is that good. But he did it for one year and let it go. Dude, you, you, hey, when you get your opportunities, seize them. But other than that, be a leader. Be a leader. And that's not what leaders do. Leaders is not about me, 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 me. Leaders is about we, 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 we. And if you want someone that, to emulate, there's a guy named uh, a number 82 on your team, never complains, does his job, always a leader. You've been playing with him for seven years. You ain't letting none of that rub off on you yet? Come on, man. And if Zeke is out, come on. You, you, we go, Cowboys going to need you even more if Zeke is truly suspended this time. So come on, man. And I appreciate the fact, like, as my brother said very eloquently, that you didn't make a big deal about it after. Something that Terrell Owens and some of the other wide receivers in history maybe should have learned that lesson. So I get it. But that said, man, you got to chill. You got to chill. All right. We haven't heard from Dr. Train in a minute. But yeah. before you go any further, I wanted to just piggyback because you said something that I wanted to bring to light that I saw that impressed me, which was how Dak handled uh, Dez when they had that exchange. I was very impressed with Dak because you're talking about a, a seven-year pro versus second-year pro. And to see how him – He's got command of the offense, but he has command of personnel, too. Because anybody else, minus Tony Romo from the quarterbacks back in the day, would have folded like, like a bad deck of cards. But he grabbed him and yoked him up and basically said, this is how it's going to be. I want to hear it. So just get in line and get with it. And then that was it. It was squashed. It was done. And I like, that's the kind of quarterback I'm glad that we have. Because he's got ability, but he also recognizes when folks need to get in line. And he's not afraid to yoke somebody up and be a leader, be the quarterback, be the face of the franchise, and put folks in their place. So I'm glad you mentioned that. That's, that's kudos to Dak for doing that. Nothing to add. Well said. Uh, Dr. Train, let's shift gears a little bit. Let's get on Let's get on and talk a little bit about your Bears. Uh, you know, hold that thought. Let me just – let me just um, – just to recap, the trading deadline has passed. Um, Garoppolo traded to the 49ers. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin traded to the Bills. A little surprise on that one. Uh, someone already mentioned Dwayne Brown um, played for the Texans against the Seahawks and now will be playing for the Seahawks. Um, and I do want to touch on that momentarily. And uh, Jay Ajayi, we already talked about um, going to play for the uh, Eagles and um, 
Martavius Bryant was not traded. Josh Gordon is going to meet trying to get back in the NFL again. Um, and that's kind of, it looks like the Browns were trying to change, uh, trying to trade McCarron late. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That, that, if, boy, that's just the Browns being the damn Browns. Oh my God. Yeah, how yeah the, it really how is. How the hell, how the hell are you finally going to get a, a quarterback that's got a chance? I saw AJ McCarron when he was at Alabama down here in the Southeast. So SEC is huge. So you get a chance to watch him. As a college quarterback, he was really good. No question about it. Hadn't really had a chance to do much in the league thus far. Now they got a chance to, to get somebody that may actually be a legitimate starting quarterback, and they can't get the paperwork done in time. Are you freaking kidding me? You can't get the damn paperwork done in time? Oh, you're such, you are so the damn Browns. Can you say dysfunctional, <laughs> boys and girls? Uh, yeah. Tell us how you really feel, Jay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, oh, I, I've, been, I've been watching The Wire all day long because ever since um, the Garoppolo trade, you just feel like, wow, that was a huge one. It's something, and the way this whole season has been, it's been topsy-turvy. What you expect to see, you've never seen before. And stuff you've never seen before seems to happen on a regular basis. So I'm like, you know what? This might be a little crazy, but uh, let me just take an ear to it. I see all these names, Kelvin Benjamin going to the Bills. Hopefully we'll get into some of this before the night's over. And then seeing uh, Jai going to the Eagles. And that's why I text you, text all of you and said, okay, Jai going to the Eagles, but but we lose freaking Elliott now to some damn suspension. And then Marcel Darius going to the Jags, a, a team that's been sacking everybody left and right. And then Dwayne mm-hmm. Brown going to the Seahawks. But y'all damn fools. Can't get the paperwork done in time. Who in the blue mm. hell is running this shit? Are you kidding me? It's not right. feeling a me, physical. Let's um let's put a pause on that and get back to that. And um let me give Train some airtime with um with your Bears, Doctor Train. So what's the latest? Because you got Trubisky in there now. How's he doing? And with Aaron Rodgers being down and uncertain um. You know, uh, you know, what, what, how do you feel about the Bears now? How do you feel about your quarterback? And, hey, do you guys have enough to make kind of a run? I think you're maybe, what, two, three games out of first place? I mean, you're certainly not out of it, as we discussed earlier. Um, your thoughts? Well, we're, we're, I think we're a solid three games out, <laughs> five or maybe more. I don't know, because I think the Vikings are 62. Um and maybe more games out, but three games. Um, I just looked. as far as three games. That's three. Three. Okay. So as far as far as quarterback play, um, Trubisky has looked okay. Um, the defense has kept us in games, um, and it, it definitely even kept us into Sunday Sunday's game when I thought for sure it was over and over, and we get two uh, uh, strip fumbles. <laughs> like back to back on Ingram, had him going to words with uh, with his head coach. That was kind of fun to see, uh, but we just couldn't capitalize on the second one to tie the game up and possibly taking it over time. Um, but as far as 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 far as overall, we need we definitely need help at the at, at the you know, receiving core, whether it comes via a beast tight end or a wide receiver. There's only so much a quarterback can do if if the receivers aren't able to create some space. So that's been, like, uh, the biggest struggle because teams, even though teams key in 
Jordan Howard, and he is still doing it with eight in the box, like eight or nine in the box. He's still getting 100-yard rushing games. But at some point, you know, your defense will make a mistake or two, and uh, the team will score. So you got to be able to compete. I mean, we held. I mean, we held the Saints to 20 points. We got a touchdown taken away from us. Uh, don't even know what the hell a catch is in the NFL is anymore. I mean, I don't think anybody knows. I don't even think the refs know. Um, and, and on top of it, the, to make matters worse, he suffered pretty much a career-ending injury, which I believe would be for his at his age, uh, tight end Zach Miller. Um, and that was pretty gruesome because when I saw the catch, yeah. I was leaping off my couch like, man, yeah. that's a touchdown. Yes. And I saw him grab his knee. I was like, wait, bro, all you did was jump up and catch the ball. What happened? They showed it in slow motion. And I'm just like, wow. And I'm like, wife, look, that's pretty bad. And she's like, oh, yeah, he just tore everything. I love my wife. She's smart. She's a PA. Beautiful. But anyway, um, Yeah. Hey, hey, Jay, hey, Jay, I need to get that theme, man. The old Bill Cosby show. I need to get that, play that, man. The very one back in 84 when it first started. No, 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 bro. The original. But no, the Bill Cosby show from the 60s, not the Cosby oh, show from the oh, 80s, the old one. No, no, I got you. Watch me find it. Okay, I'm sorry, gentlemen. Um, I, 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 <laughs> Y'all are funny, man. But uh, either way, man, we, we need some help at Raw Receiver. Um, it's going to be hard for us to get to win the division, even 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 though we're only three games out, and even though I know we can we can beat the Minnesota Vikings, we were very close to beating them uh, when we played them before. And damn, they outplayed them and just couldn't uh, capitalize on some opportunities. But uh, unless unless all of a sudden the receiving core gets a little better, um, I don't I don't I don't see it happening. Uh, but I like the way we're playing. I like how the future Chicago Bears are going to look, uh, and I have no complaints there. Uh, I just hope we keep it together uh, defensively. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right, let's get into some of the trade talk, and then we're going to wind down. Um, I got some candy to eat, so you know what I'm saying? So, um, <laughs> so uh, JB, you were on a roll there. Um, so why don't you, why don't you, you know, why don't you, because I don't think you were clear enough the first time we talked a few minutes ago. I'm not sure you were clear enough how you felt about some of these trades. So why don't you try to be a little more succinct and clear? Because I think you were kind of abstract. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> yeah. It ain't often I get up on my horse, but this was one that was well worth it. I mean, it, when when you're a franchise that's 0-8 and, and you've taken your – your rookie quarterback, and you've benched him twice during the course of the season after naming him the starter, and you're trying to find some sort of identity. You don't feel comfortable with the quarterback that you have because you've not only gone through the rookie, you've gone through the second string and the third string. You have a, a possible, quote-unquote, golden chance to find what might be, and we don't know, but might be, a, a franchise quarterback who's had a few years already in the league. 
and you fumble it all away figuratively and literally because you can't get the paperwork done in time. It reminds me of of seeing the check engine light on your dashboard, right? You go underneath the hood, you replace the alternator, you tweak some of the, the engine parts, you start replacing fuel injectors, you start doing that, you replace the battery. You do all this stuff just to find out all you need to do was turn the gas cap three more clicks and the doggone light would have went away. That's what it feels like with these damn Browns and what they do. So I'm just, I root for underdogs because I like to see folks pick themselves up, dust themselves off, and, and be successful. But this doggone franchise is 0-8 for a reason. This doggone franchise has been out of the playoffs for God knows how long for a freaking reason. And it's crap like this as to why they're going to stay out of the playoffs because they just can't get it together. So that's the Browns. Now, in terms of the trades that happened, the, the biggest one to me probably is a tie between the Garoppolo trade and, and Calvin Benjamin going to the Bills. And the Garoppolo trade was huge just because we all thought he was going to be the heir apparent to, to Tom Brady. Uh, Jacoby Brissett gone, now Garoppolo is gone. To me, that's saying that the, the franchise is really going to rest on on the shoulders of Brady for the next at least couple of years, and they're probably going to take that second-round draft pick and try and find a way to shore up the defense for next year. That's just my thought, just based upon how the season's gone so far. Seeing Calvin Benjamin go to the Bills, he was a former first-round pick, if I'm not mistaken, but never seemed to really live up to the hype, not to mention towards ACL. Then he goes to a Bills team only a half a game behind the Patriots, giving Tyrod Taylor a big target in the end zone to throw to. Charles Clay, the, the, really the number one receiver on that team, has been out with a knee injury. They get him back healthy. They got Kelvin Benjamin, and they got Shady McCoy in the backfield who can not only run the ball but can catch it too. Bills are going to be formidable. I see them actually, my bet is that they make the playoffs the way they're playing, plus they got a pretty stout defense too. Um, it, it's just been a remarkable day for trades up and down, stuff that we have never seen before, and if, if I can't recall – and all the years of, of watching football and paying attention to it, trades like this happening on, on, on the day of the trade deadline, uh, it's been fascinating to say the least. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to happen next. Uh, Ajay going to the Eagles, uh, kind of like UT, I ain't happy about that. It helps fortify that, that uh, running back field uh, for the Eagles. <sighs> Takes a little bit of pressure off of Carson Wentz, and he's still got weapons to throw to also. And Ajayi, he's he's good. He's a solid back, even though he's got, what, a year and a half? I think he came. He's, this is his um, second year or third year. The fact that he's going to help bolster that running back combination going to be pretty tough, going to be pretty tough. But I'm just excited to see the, the, the amount of activity that took place. I think Miami just wanted to get rid of Ajayi, but uh, it, it's a done deal for a fourth-round pick next year. So that's going to be interesting to see what they do with that pick. But just the actual flurry of activity was great to watch. All right, I'm off my horse now. Hey, hey, hey you sure? I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to leave anything. Um, I don't want to leave anything out there. <laughs> if there's any meat on the bone, y'all can have it. I'm, I'm good now. I had to get it off my chest. Uh, oh, there's all right, plenty. okay. There's plenty of meat on that bone. <laughs> okay. Tra- train, did you want some of that? Dude, let me tell you. Let me tell you what's most impressive about this whole trade scenario. I and I don't, I don't, I don't know how many people have caught this, but let's take a look at the Patriots and all of this trade scenario. Yes. 
Tom Brady went down, was suspended for four weeks. In a span of four weeks, they showcased two quarterbacks and traded them both for second-round draft picks each. I don't think people understand the beautiful thing about that, man. Oh, my God. (laughs) Tom Brady's still balling. Oh, my goodness, man. Dude, I mean... If I feel like they have no backup quarterback right now. Check for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but and that's probably correct. But I'm just saying, um, right now they have no backup quarterback. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's 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 it's. We can throw all the names in the hat. I can pay me to hold a clipboard. I'm cool with it. Man, I'm too old. It you know, is. Uh, it's a, I mean, I'm just looking at the fact that they flipped two quarterbacks with just four weeks of show up. Freaking amazing. Yeah, it is. I just, I, I, I hate to question the great Bill Belichick, but what happens if? Don't do it, T. Don't do it, T. Yeah, but, Don't do it. Hey, you know what? Listen, listen. <laughs> don't do it, Pete. Don't drink it, man. Don't drink it. Hey, 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 hey. We the Madden voice, okay? And, and, and we rated R tonight. We rated R tonight, okay? I feel like this. I'm going to take my balls and put them on the table and hand somebody a hammer. Okay, that's how I, that's how I roll. Okay? That's how I roll. That's how I roll. Okay, and I'm sitting up here. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to talk on Superman, Kate. I'm going to go one on one with Michael Jordan. I'm going to get in the ring with Roy Jones Jr. I'm going to say, "Are you sure you know what you're doing? Are you 100% sure?" Brissett looked like he had some talent. We thought Garoppolo was the heir apparent, and they're both gone. And who you say Hoyer might sign Jay? Is that I think I heard the same thing. Hoyer. Yep. <laughs> Hoyer. Yeah. <laughs> Hoyer. So you really think Tom Brady's gonna play to forty five? You you talking about somebody drinking Kool Aid? <laughs> I, I just hey. I, I I'm, I'm hey you know what? That's why he makes the big bucks, and that's why he is who he is. Um, but it just it it I don't I I have to question it. Okay, I, I really do. Yeah, I feel I feel you, bro. But I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's magnificent. It's magnificent. No, it is. Me, Everybody can't do me, that, man. No, everyone can't do that. But here's something I want y'all to hear. Right? Here's what I want y'all to hear. Oh, Lord. Gonna get some uh, ragged and some rolls and rings in my life. Every day. Yeah, I'm embracing my old age because I used to watch the Bill Cosby show um, as opposed to the Cosby show when I was a little boy, and that was a theme, and I found it while we was on the show because I'm a bad man. Okay, anywho, um, 
Uh, K-Star, you've been quiet. Anything you want to add about the trades, about the Patriots, about the Eagles? Um, anything you want to add? No, just that today was a lot like, you know, what you would imagine the NBA trade deadline, NBA trade deadline to be. It was a little crazy. Um, but, I mean, I think you guys covered all the bases there for sure. It was exciting to see. And, uh, I mean, Kelvin Benjamin, I don't know if we brought him up, going to Buffalo. As well for third yep. and seventh rounder. Um, so, I mean, yeah, this is the type of action that you don't ever really see. It's pretty pretty crazy. And uh, it's exciting. Um, and Trent, or I'm sorry, and T. One thing I wanted to touch on real quick, I don't know if you got my email, but this falls in line with it, was I want to talk real quick about the scariest team in the NFL. And, again, it, it, there, it runs parallels with what's happened here because at the end of the trade deadline, we – I don't know if you guys heard it, but A.J. McCarron uh, was apparently working a deal with the Browns and the Bengals, and it didn't get done. Apparently, they missed the deadline for whatever reason. Where you been in the last 20 minutes, K-Star? I was just saying. Well, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm leading in. I'm leading in. I'm leading in. So, when I asked the question, who is the scariest team in the NFL, the scariest franchise in the NFL, it's the Cleveland Browns. It is the Cleveland Browns. I saw some crazy stat. I have a, a Browns a friend who's a Browns fan who, you know, just hates life uh, pretty much all the time. It's because of the Browns. This team, since September 13th of 2015, 4-36 record, only two division wins, passed on Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, Joey Bosa, Ezekiel Elliott, T.J. Watt, and more. They've had seven different starting quarterbacks. They've had a 14-game losing streak and a nine-game losing streak. And this team watches others get franchise potential, potential franchise quarterbacks such as JJ, or, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. And, I, listen, I don't know how any Brand, Browns fan does it, but it, it is the scariest team in the NFL in the sense that it seems like they're just they, – I don't believe in curses, but they just have no ascension whatsoever. They – no matter how many times they change their management, change their franchise up, they can't ever get anything right, like, like ever. And I've never seen this level of incompetence really anywhere, and it's just it's crazy when you look at those stats and you hear those stats and then just think about – I only went back to 2015, so, I mean, you know they were bad, horrible, since they've really come back to Cleveland. You know, it's like, when does it end? And the philosophy of trading draft picks around or players for draft picks, I mean, is that really the best way of doing it? Because – Again, going back further than 2015, they, they passed on Julio Jones one time through uh, trading with Atlanta. You know, they passed on several players, and it seems like teams are trying to be the mini Patriots, but no one can Patriot like the Patriots. No one can replenish the stock or even create a stock like the Browns. They can't do that at all, um, like, like New England. And it's, it's, it, it's downright scary for the Cleveland fans. I mean, they just seem like they have no hope, and they're just in despair. And I'm sure it's just them watching Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz every week. I know it's eating them up. And it's just, wow, horror show. Mm. Okay. Okay, uh, K-Star, where the hell have you been the last 30 <laughs> minutes, man? <laughs> I mean, I, I, gave you, I gave you props early in the, uh, in, the, in the show, and then you must have become, like, went to Chicago and became a bear and hibernated because I just went on a damn rant for a good 10, 15 minutes about the damn Browns. And all you did was give me the same thing I just said with some statistics. 
where in the hell have you been? Well, here's the thing. It was my topic, and you, and you stole it, first of all. So so let's let's get that clear. You you, you took the topic. You know, you, you, you didn't bring the noise, or you brought the noise, I brought the thunder. I brought the lightning and the thunder. You brought some rain, all right? Listen, JB, uh, you got to give K-Star a, a little, you got to cut him some slack, okay? He's picked up a new hobby. It's called Tiddlywinks, and he's trying to play while you the show, okay? So you got to cut him a little slack, okay? This can get really addictive, okay? I don't know if you've ever played it, but it can get really addictive. Okay, I'm sorry, K-Star. I'm just, I'm, I got you, baby. I got you, K-Star. I got you. Actually, actually you know, it's funny because here, here's – so while he did – actually, was my topic. He did, he did steal it. Well, let's be clear. Um, I actually kind of have been absent in the last 20 minutes because there was someone knocking on my door for like the last 10 or for about 20 minutes. And for it ended up being – yeah, like – it wasn't trick or treaters. Like someone rang my doorbell a couple of times. Like, what the hell is going on? So I had to get you know, and that's being out. Only mode. person because damn, you were gone for a long time. They're knocking at the door that long. They give me a hammer. Yeah, no, it um, was guys. We have a we have an end to the story. So I end up catching the window, see who the hell is still banging at my door. Ends up being Mr. Papa John's guy with some pizza and and you know whatever else. And uh, finally, he decides to get the great idea of maybe calling whoever, maybe the store, to see where the address was. Ends up, he went to the wrong house. It really was the house right across the street. So that was the end of the story, and I was in the middle of a uh, – I, I didn't know what the hell that was. I thought that was an ex-girlfriend, honestly, at first. An ex-girlfriend? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I ain't touching that one. I ain't touching that mm-hmm. one. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Hey, listen um, – I think we're at the end for tonight. Um, I want to get back and uh, I want to catch some of this New York news. Um, I, I actually was just recently in that area that that, that had the, the, the attack today, and I'm going to be in New York Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And uh, I'm not looking forward to it now because every time New York something happens in New York, they tighten everything up, everything. And it makes it very difficult to get through and around the city, so I'm not looking forward to it. So I need to go and see what's up. So, um, hey – uh, I'm gonna put on a little Michael Jackson for us to say could, could say our uh, last words to a little thriller for Halloween. I hope everybody got a lot of candy, you know, because that's what Halloween is all about. Is a little candy. Uh, I went, took my daughter, my my grown 17 year old daughter, over to see my mama. Hung out over there for a little while, and um, you know, no. I went to a few I went to a few Halloween parties. I dressed up as a cowboy super fan at one party. And I dressed up as Flavor Flav in the other party, and and I have to tell y'all this just joke because I know yeah I know all y'all know who Flavor wait, wait, wait who's K Star's youngest K Star you know who Flavor Flav is right I know Flavor Flav okay just check it I know you I know I know you're a hip hop head so I just want to make sure so so on, I dressed up I dressed up as Flavor Flav. I got this shirt. I got the hat, Public Enemy hat. I got the big, I got the glasses. I got the uh, big clock around my neck. Oh, I got I had a clock around the neck. Got the clock around my neck, okay? And um, maybe I'll post a picture. I think I have a picture. I'll throw it on Facebook. You guys can see it. But So I'm, I'm walking around, and people are like, oh, wow, you know, it looks cool. Oh, hey, Flavor Flav. I'm like, yeah, boy. You know, I'm like, I'm killing this shit, you know? This old white lady comes with me, and I had to say white because she was white, and you'll get it in a minute. She says, um, let me guess, Father Time? <laughs> 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 yeah, boy. 
<laughs> by the time. <laughs> now, I'm like, wow. I said, <laughs> now, I said, to her, I said, serious, too. So, so dead. And, and, and you know how when someone's dead serious, like, you're waiting for them to laugh, and they're just looking at you with that, like, are you going to answer me face? And I'm like, oh, wow. I said, well, it's pretty clear that you'll never guess who I am. So I'm going to tell you I'm Slave of Slave. And she said, yeah, I don't know who that is. And I said, um, old rap group, Public Enemy, and then he did a reality series. She goes, yeah, I don't know who that is. So I pulled out a picture, and I showed her. She goes, oh, I think I've seen him before. I'm like, you lying? You don't ever see You just lying. You lying. I said, okay. So, so I'm thinking, so I'm telling people about this, right? And people are laughing. So this other girl comes up to me, or woman. You think these are, these are you know, grown women. She's dating a friend of mine. So she comes up and, hey, T, how you doing? Hey, what's up, girl? We chit-chat. She goes, oh, nice, nice uh, costume. Let me guess. Um, flip, um, Father Time? I said, no, you did not do that. No, I didn't get this twice in one night. Uh, this twice in one night. So I called the other lady over. I said, come here for a minute. No, 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 come here for a minute. No, put, put the piece of chicken down. Come here for a minute. I got something to tell you. I got something to tell you. Come here. I said, what did you think I was? She goes, well, I thought you were Father Time. I go, yes, I thought the same thing, so I'm right. No, you're both wrong, and I don't ever want to speak to either of you ever again. Leave me alone. Get off my face. No. Um, so I had, I had a great time, though. I went, on a, I went on a cruise in New York. Literally was right near where everything went on. It's a few blocks from the World Trade Center, and the cruise was right up the street. And um, I had a great time on a cruise, and it was just, it was just lovely. It was just lovely. Did it, before we go, did any of you guys do anything? Did it was there any holiday, any Halloween party, any dress up, anything? Come on, anything? Y'all can share something Halloweeny with me. We had a chili cook-off at work. Y'all did. Yeah, yeah boy. That ain't Halloweeny. Okay, you can do that anytime. Okay. Yeah, shoot. It was, it was Halloween after I ate that stuff. I tell you that much, yeah. boy. That's some yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, your weenie was hollering after you ate that. That's what was going on. Anyway, what else we got? What else we got? Ice donuts. So I, um, I actually last week I was in Oklahoma City um, visiting my uh, my daughter for a week. I've passed for those who don't know, whatever. Um, past four months, the mother has been training to be an air traffic controller in Oklahoma City. And every other month, we've exchanged um, our daughter for the entire month, and it's her month right now. And so I visited them for the entire week, and I uh, we, we did a little bit of a Halloween celebration. Bob's um, not there today, but it's a little different now. I feel like I was obligated today, as a homeowner now, to actually participate in, in Halloween and and provide candy and do those things because you know I mean. It, shit, it could be my girl out there, you know, being sad that, that that house wasn't lit up, ready to celebrate Halloween. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know, if, I don't know if you, if you feel that way as well. For when your parent kind of changes a little bit, you kind of look at things a little differently in that regard. Or if you still, or if you say screw that, I'm eating all the candy myself. <laughs> I mean, how do you, how do you? Oh, that? oh, no, oh, oh, no, no. There's absolutely no doubt. As a new parent, when I say new, the first four, five, six years when they're little, oh, there's absolutely no doubt that. Halloween is a big deal. You, 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 you want to dive into it with the kids. They're small. They're tiny. When they start to get a little bit older, you'll see that'll all change. When they start approaching the teenage <laughs> years, that shit changed. Right. Now it's like, 
Yeah, no, I'm not going trick-or-treating with you, Dad. I'm going to Laura's house for a Halloween party, but you can drop me off. You know, that's going to change. So I will tell you, I'll tell JB, because he's got my lovely niece. Um, And train ain't there yet, but when he gets there, I'll tell him to enjoy the young years while you have them, because they will fly by. Enjoy. Get all of that. All of that going stuff and doing stuff and all, get all that. Suck it all in because I'm telling you, when that first time comes, especially since I think we all have girls on this phone. I think we all have girls. Um, and, and the girl says, I got something else to do, Dad. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't do that with you. You're going to like look in the mirror like, like somebody just slapped you in the mouth. What the hell? <laughs> you know? So enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. So, um, right. Train, we haven't heard from you. Anything Halloweeny? No, nah, we didn't do anything, man. And, uh, anytime it falls on a weekday, uh, yeah, you can count me out. No, but I meant during, you know, there's parties on the parties on the weekend. A lot of people do stuff over the weekend. There's a party that you didn't go to do anything. Y'all just y'all ain't feeling the Halloween thing. Wasn't really, you know, no, not no. Nah, ran a half marathon. Cause I see you, I see you be Mr. Be Mr. Los Angeles and black men run, and I see all that on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. you are my role model, I mean, man. I can't, I, <laughs> nah, I can't, I can't do all that. I'm too old. I'm too old. Yeah, I'm too old. I can't do all that running marathons and all that. And you be eating healthy, and God bless you, bro. You, I look at you as I'm eating my my Wendy's uh, baconator, and I'm like, go ahead, train with your with your veggies. Go on, bro. Love you, man. Handle that business, you know. <laughs> So, uh, all right. He enjoyed, well, Halloween. he enjoyed his Halloween Sunday watching the Bears passing offense prove to be a trick uh, as they faltered in New Orleans. Woo! Ah, now, now Shots he talks. Fire. Now yeah, really. Now he talks. Now he opens <laughs> his mouth as he gave all credit to the Jaguars for the Steelers' problems as if they did not play the Bears, as if they didn't lose to the Bears. Yeah. Oh, gosh. You will never learn. And the funny thing is, is Dr. Train will not forget that, and I'm just going to sit back and wait because K-Star, he will come back at hey. you at some point. He will. Just That's saying. Fine. He will. That's fine. Yeah, bears, are, <laughs> bears on top of his power rankings, not the Bears. You know what I mean? So. Oh, oh, you are not the best. This is we about to sign off. Here come K-Star. Yeah. I respect the game, player. I respect the game. Know this. I I respect the game, but it's 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 okay. Um, you know, my man got I don't know a hundred and how many yards on y'all rushing? Oh my God! And can y'all can y'all stop a leak from a faucet? I mean, if can you stop anything? Anything. Mm. It's okay. Y'all don't have to play us again for the. You don't have to play us again for the remainder of the season, so you should be good, bro. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to play the Bears. You don't have to worry. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. Hey, Sean, oh boy. Jordan Howard. Actually, in all seriousness, it was a great game. The New Orleans. Uh, oh, now you want. Now you want. Now you want to fix it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Exactly. Train. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. That's not real. Because it was a good yeah. game, man. We almost. And we had a chance to win that thing, yes. Yes. Because of our really good defense. Hey, a really good defense can stop both the pass and the run, just in case you wasn't aware they don't just stop one. Uh, 
Yeah. I'll, hey, real quick, I'll see, um, in all seriousness, is Zach Miller okay? Because I heard that, like, he had an artery. Nah, bro. Almost. It's, what happened? It's pretty much, it's going to be pretty much career injury. His leg bent backwards the entire other way. They had to save save his leg. And at 33 years old, I don't see a comeback. Holy crap. Yeah, they, they yeah, they announced they came on, and uh, you know, Train probably knows more than I do. But I heard they're not it, football's not even a, a, a discussion. It's saving the leg that yeah. they're focused on. That's all they're focused on. Do they save on. it, or is that still going on? Well, it's still, still up oh, in they the air. Had, they had a successful. They had a successful um, surgery. Yeah. Yeah. No, they stabilized wow. it, but I, but isn't the leg still at jeopardy? Even though they stabilized it, don't they? Yeah, yeah maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Right, right. That's kind of what yet. I thought. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I they mean, did stabilize he, it. He, right. He, they That's stabilized crazy. it. He, he, right now, things look good, but I think there's still more tests they need to do. The last I heard was an MRI had been done to check on the flow of blood to make sure everything is reaching the, the proper portion of his leg. And obviously, well, I, if it's not, that's, a, that's another issue. I heard kudos to the, uh, Chicago, the Chicago team doctors that noticed that his pulse was dropping, which led them to believe that there was an artery severed. And had they not had they not noticed that, not I mean, it, it, first of all, not you know, now it gets to not just losing your leg, but losing your life, you know. So they really they 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 were able to really give him a chance, not just to continue living, but at least to have his leg saved. So, um, right. yeah, you know, it's just it's just you know, and then they had uh, what's his name over in basketball with that serious injury. I mean, when people oh, say why did he got big, yes. When they when people say why do these athletes make so much money, that's why. You know, this oh, yeah. is why they make yeah. so much money because on any given play, you know, it could really be disastrous and catastrophic. So especially in the NFL. So Yeah, yeah and I, I wish the salaries would be guaranteed in the NFL but just because of the physicality of it. They need to be. They really need to be. They'll get there, yeah. I think. Well, it's the owners. If it's going to get there, it's because of the owners, and I don't see them coughing oh. up what they um, are, are getting right now. Is it NFL or NBA? Uh, the, 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 the NFL is, the NFL is not, and, and it's up to the owners to go ahead and push that. Well, uh, some there's guaranteed. The contracts aren't guaranteed, but there are there are many that have guaranteed money in their contracts. Um so, you know, it's a little different structure than the NBA, but, you know, the superstars, you know, you, you hear about all the time, seven years, you know, $105 million, $60 million guaranteed. Um, so, but, you know, I, I, I think when you're talking hundreds of millions of dollars with superstar players, this is why, because they are literally every single play could be the last. So um, people need to keep that in mind. Um, and I just want everybody to know out there in Mad Voice Line as we sign off, we did a complete show without touching on the protest. Um, not saying we're done with it. I just didn't want to deal with it. it. Didn't didn't really feel like in lieu of the in lieu of the New York issue tonight and the, the terrorist attack. Eh, you know, we need the country need to come together. Country need to come. There's a lot to talk about there, and maybe we'll pick it up next week. Um, but for tonight, I kind of thought, eh, let's leave it alone. But there is a lot still there to be discussed. So, yeah, um, this is a recent comment that was made by an owner. Oh, we're going to get to that. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to me. 
We gonna you, you, trust me. If the terrorist attack hadn't happened, we would have been all over that tonight. Fortunately, things like that don't have an expiration date. So we gonna get to, and and you know what? Between now and next week, there may even be more to talk about on that front. So um, yeah, we gonna get to uh, um, Titans owner McNair. Um, I'm sorry, Texans owner McNair. We gonna we gonna we gonna get to that, and we gonna we, we gonna get to all of that because the reason well, I explain why there's a, there's I want to address some things I saw on Facebook in reference to this, but I'm going to address it next week. So that'll be probably topic number one, unless something really big happens over the weekend. So, um, all right. Hey, we got, you know what? We're, we're good for tonight. Hey, halfway through the season, some teams have seven games played. Some teams have eight games played. We're at the halfway point. I'm telling you, it flies by tomorrow is November 1st season ends at the end of December. Started beginning of September. Y'all better get your football on. I don't worry about no protests. I ain't watching the NFL. You better watch your NFL this week, okay? Everybody watch the NFL. Yes. It's going to be good. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All right, for Dr. Train, for K-Star, and for my brother JB, I hope everybody has a great week. Happy Halloween. We will be back here next Tuesday night, same bat time, same bat channel. And, hey, I'm going to send y'all off since it's Halloween. I'm going to go ahead and let me, let me find it again. I'm going to send y'all off to a little Michael Jackson thriller. Everybody have a good night. Remember, all feuds settled on the field. Good night, everybody.